1: Welcome to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed with host and author of the award-winning book of the same name, Lisa Lutan. Lisa has amazing tips to help you slow down, get healthy, manage your time, improve your relationships, and deal with stress. Now, here is Lisa Lutan.
2: Hi, it's Lisa, and welcome to my show where I get to introduce you to my favorite health and wellness rock stars. I am so jazzed for today's guest, Mel Robbins. From the moment I started listening to Mel's new book on Honorable, The Five-Second Rule, I was hooked. She literally had me at hello. It wasn't even what Mel said in her book, which, by the way, is potentially life-changing for you. But for me, it was her cut through the bullshit honesty that was just so refreshing. When I heard Mel's voice, I literally just wanted to be her best friend. Seriously. So I actually met Mel, but she won't remember this, on the street one day about seven or eight years ago in the Boston suburbs where I live. It was literally one of those, I think we know each other from somewhere moments, and we couldn't figure it out. And I walked away thinking, wow, that woman seemed really cool, but I'll never see her again. Well, what a shock when about a week later, I was at a conference, a whim, some women's event in Boston, and there she was up on the stage <laughs> being like the keynote speaker. And so like everyone else who sees Mel, I was so blown away, and I just started kind of cheering on her career from the sidelines. I watched her go from uh, being a radio show host to being a... TV show host, to writing books, and like becoming a CNN news correspondent. Not exactly what the other moms in my town were doing, and I thought, this is so friggin' cool and inspiring. Yes, Mel is beyond inspiring and is an expert at boosting confidence, courage, and a sense of control in your life. It is no surprise she is one of the most booked female speakers in the world and is one of the most popular TEDx speakers of all time. Her new book, The Five Second Rule, has already become a national bestseller, and we are so lucky to have her here with us
3: today. Mel, welcome to the show. (laughs) Well, thank you, Lisa. And now I'm dying for you to fill me in on the details of where we bumped into each other because my mind is racing. (laughs) It was somewhere in Wellesley. (laughs) Really? And do you still live in, in, in Massachusetts? I live in Weston.
2: You do? Oh, my gosh. I do. And uh, I just remember, I couldn't remember where, but it was definitely Wellesley, and I was like, wow. And I have just so, I've known about you for a really long time, and I'm so super charged and excited about your success. Awesome. Well,
3: thank you so much. It's wonderful to get the chance to speak with you again. Well, Mel, I always start
2: every single guest with my five Ask Every Guest questions. Okay. Okay. What did you have for breakfast today?
3: I had a um, I had what I almost always have for breakfast. I had a Vega protein shake, and uh, I put in soy milk or not soy milk, almond milk, um, kale, banana, and then a scoop of the Vega uh, all natural uh, protein powder. What is your favorite form of exercise? either uh, yo- hot yoga or soul cycle. I need somebody yelling at me to do anything. <laughs> What's a habit?
2: You're either trying to add or break. Um I'm trying
3: to drink a little less and definitely not drink when I travel. How do you spend the first hour of
2: your day? And I, I know haven- you talk about this in the book, the boss <laughs> of your morning.
3: I have a really uh, bulletproof morning routine that I derive a tremendous amount of control and clarity and um, success from. And um, we'll talk more about it later, but basically, um, it involves the first 30 minutes of the day, it involves getting up when the alarm rings, having a few moments of silence going and taking is if I can, if I've got 30 minutes, I will take 30 minutes to plan out my day. And that is all before I ever even look at the phone.
2: And who is someone in your
3: life that inspires you? Um, my, you know, my, my, I, I, was, I was about to say my kids. And then I was like, me, um, <laughs> I, I, um, my husband really inspires me only because, and I know that sounds like a throwaway answer, But um, he's really gone through his own personal transformation in the last three years. He's gone from getting out of a business that nearly killed him. I thought he was going to have a heart attack and was turning him into an alcoholic. And um, really take on figuring out for himself what it means to go from being successful to being satisfied with yourself and with your life. And he has subsequently left the corporate world and has just finished his yoga certification. And he is um, home with our kids and supports me in my crazy career. And I'm just really inspired by his self-awareness and his discipline and um, his, his strength. He's, he's awesome.
2: That is, I'm inspired by that, actually hearing that. I think a lot of men need to hear that story they're struggling with that. And I know you shared a lot about that in your own story in the beginning of the book which I loved. And maybe you could share a little bit about your story with our listeners just about how you where you were and how this 5 second rule came about and kind of what was going on
3: at the time. Sure. Well, you know, the the 5 second rule began as a stupid little trick that I invented by mistake to help me beat my habit of hitting the snooze alarm. And um, it, it, it exploded into a stupid little tool that actually is brilliant because at a neurological level, it helps you change any habit that is sabotaging your success and it triggers you to create positive new ones based in confidence and courage and, and clarity And um, what was going on for us is that at the age of 41, my husband and I found ourselves in a spot that we never thought we would be, three kids, house, um, you know, living the dream. And suddenly um, we were facing bankruptcy and we were at each other's throats. My husband had pursued the restaurant business. It had always been a dream of his. And when he got laid off from a corporate job, we put our life savings into him starting a pizza joint. I had um, kind of changed my career a number of times, and I was in the very be- beginning stages of my media phase in my media career. And what happened right around the same time that his restaurant business started to fail, I lost my job in the media business, and we found ourselves in a situation where we had lost our entire life savings in the business. We had liens on the house. We um, had the collection calls just rolling in every single day, all day long, and I just would wake up every morning feeling ashamed and feeling like a failure and second-guessing every decision that I made, and I, of course, was very angry at Chris about the restaurant business, and he was angry at me about the media business, and it just was an awful period where it felt like the bottom had dropped out on us. and. You know, I developed this habit of waking up in the morning, and as soon as the alarm would go off, I would think about the day ahead, and I immediately did not feel like facing it, so I'd hit the snooze button. And I'd hit it two, three, four times a morning, and by the time I got up, the kids had missed the bus, and we were late, and it just set off a chain of, of chain reaction of events throughout the day that left me... Living every day, feeling overwhelmed, feeling a loss of control, feeling insecure, doubting myself, beating myself up. I started isolating myself and drinking too much. and so um, I was struggling. And you know here's, here's the thing that, that I think is interesting about personal change. Every one of you that's listening to us right now knows exactly what you should or could be doing to improve your life, your health, your marriage. And knowing what you need to do isn't enough. You've actually got to know how to change when you don't feel like you're capable or you don't feel motivated or you don't feel um, certain that you can make it happen. And, you know, I was in this, this trap with myself where I would wake up every morning, I would know I needed to get up, and then I would hit the snooze button. And then that would carry out through the entire day. I would know I needed to dust off the resume and start networking again, and I wouldn't do it. I would know that I needed to eat healthy, and I wouldn't do it. I would know that I needed to um, you know, not snap at my kids, but I wouldn't do it. I would know that I shouldn't be drinking what I was drinking, but I wouldn't do it. And. Uh, I was really, really struck. And the, the, the way that the five-second rule came into my life was a total mistake. I mean, I, I one night was turning off the TV and I see this commercial and there's a rocket ship launching and I have this instinct kick in where I say, oh my gosh, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to launch myself out of bed like a rocket tomorrow morning, just like NASA launches a rocket. And I'm going to move so fast that uh, my brain won't be able to stop me, like I won't be able to talk myself out of it. And so the next morning, purely by dumb luck, the alarm goes off. We still have a lien on the house. Chris and I are still fighting like crazy. I'm still unemployed. We still have no money. I mean, no money. I, I remember calling the town hall at one point and telling them that our sixth grader had to, couldn't couldn't do the soccer program anymore th- that summer because we couldn't afford the $175. I mean, it was it was bad. And so that morning, the alarm goes off. I didn't feel like doing, like getting up, but I went 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then all of a sudden I stood up. And, you know, at Lisa, I'll never forget, I was standing there. And this was probably right about the time that I met you. And I was you,
2: thinking that when I was listening to the book.
3: Yeah, and when you met me on the outside, you wouldn't know that I was going through all of that. None and of. that's what all of us do. We kind of walk around in our lives pretending that everything is okay when deep down inside, you're really struggling with something. And part of the problem, too, is that, you know, Chris and his business partner, they were committed to, they were trying to get a third restaurant open at the time this one in Sudbury was failing. And so I couldn't exactly walk around and and complain about everything that was going on because people had invested in the business and they were trying to fix the business. And so, Letting like being very open about how scary it was and how depressing it was and how shameful and and embarrassed I felt that was not something I could do, and so, um, I just kind of would put on the facade and just go about my life. And, um, what happened is I counted backwards five, four, three, two, one. All of a sudden, I stand up, I'm awake. For the first time on time in months and I go about my day and I'm thinking what just happened five four three two that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life I mean come on you count the five you change your life what a, what a bunch of horse shit I mean come on and so the next morning the alarm clock goes off Lisa I still have all the same problems. I'm still unemployed. I'm still feeling like a loser. I'm still drinking too much. I'm still fighting with my husband. I'm still facing bankruptcy. I go 54321. I get up the next morning. Same thing. 54321. I get up. And slowly I started to realize something and when I point this out to you and you know you of course have, have have heard me, you know, read the book. This is one of those things when I tell it to you that you're going to literally say to yourself, "Holy cow, why have I never seen this before?" First of all, you have inner wisdom that's always speaking to you, always. It is a mix of your DNA and your experiences and your successes and your failures that fuse together and create the guidance system that is pushing you forward, that's telling you when you should do things, that's urging you to step outside your comfort zone. Whenever that inner wisdom speaks, you got a five second window to move. That's it. If you don't move within five seconds, of knowing you should do something, of knowing that this is something that, that is, is good for you. that could be, you know, like a, a good thing for you. You don't move in five seconds. Your mind will literally talk you out of it. It's how it's designed. It's, it's trying to protect you. It doesn't want you to do things that are, that are uncertain or risky or scary or new. And so once I realized, oh my God, there's a five second window. If I lay here longer in bed after I go five, four, three, two, one than five seconds, I will talk myself into staying in bed. And so I started using what I then dubbed the five second rule all day long. Because all day long, you know what you should be doing. I'd walk into the kitchen and instead of grabbing the donut, which I felt like doing, I'd go five, four, three, two, one. And I would put it down and I would turn toward the fridge and I would grab something healthy. Instead of pouring the half and half in my coffee and fifteen Splendas, I'd go five, four, three, two, one, and I'd make a different choice. Instead of snapping at Chris, I'd go five, four, three, two, one, and I would correct my tone because I wasn't—I didn't want to get a divorce. I loved the guy. I was just terrified, so I was being a jerk to him. But uh, my values were not about being that way with him. So I started using the five-second rule all day long to close the window between my inner wisdom and taking action. And what happened is remarkable. I mean, one five-second decision at a time, I fundamentally transformed my entire life. I mean, I went from facing bankruptcy to making more money than I ever thought would be possible,
2: So, Mel, we're going to go to break right now. But when we come back, I want to hear how you went from bankruptcy to the successful place you are and also how others can use this in their life. And also, you know, I've got a lot of feedback from Facebook on where people are stuck. So we'll be back shortly with Mel Robbins.
3: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you a busy,
1: stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier, but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? you ever stop and take a deep breath do you know what all this stress is doing to your health healthy living strategist and author of busy stressed and food obsessed lisa lutan will get you on your way with coaching online courses and challenges and even retreats you will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down get healthy and make you feel and look better than ever For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's Healthy, Happy, and Hip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Get
0: the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Your life, your health, your
3: network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: listening to busy stressed and food obsessed to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 feel like sending an email instead send it to lisa at healthy happy and hip.com. now back to busy stressed and food obsessed here again is lisa lutan
2: Hey, everybody. I'm here with Mel Robbins, and we're talking about her amazing five-second rule. So, Mel, right before the break, you were telling us how you were literally at, like, bankruptcy level and how this, you know, epiphany about this rule started changing your life. So, please continue and let us know how it really transformed your life to where it is today.
3: You got it. Well, the way the rule works is very simple. The moment that you have an instinct that you should do something or you feel yourself hesitating... Five, four, three, two, one. Start counting backwards. Now, the counting backwards is really important because when you count backwards, it's actually a form of taking action. It's also a form of asserting control. And what it's doing in your, in your mind is it's manually shifting the gears and moving you from the part of the brain uh, that you know a lot of people refer to as the basal ganglia or the reptilian part of the brain. It's shutting down that part and awakening your prefrontal cortex. So as stupid as the rule sounds... What I've since discovered after researching it and, and trying to understand why it works for people around the world to create profound change is that at a neurological level, you're manually switching the gears in your mind. And you are short-circuiting the part of your brain that fights you on change, and you're awakening the part of the brain that helps you change. And that's why it works. So what what the rule does is, you know, you can use it to change any behavior. You can use it to act with courage or step outside your comfort zone. You can use it to um, interrupt any of the mental habits like self-doubt or procrastination or anxiety that plague you and rob you of opportunity and of joy. And the reason why it works for so many people and for so many different applications is because it's only ever doing one thing. It's working on you. It's teaching you how to become the kind of person that stops thinking and starts taking action. It, it, it's a tool that you use to become the kind of person that stops procrastinating and actually gets started. It will train you to move from the kind of person that listens to your self doubt and listens to your fears and listens to your worries and listens to excuses and five, four, three, two, one, become the kind of person that has the courage and the confidence to take action and just try no matter what. So for me, I use the rule to push myself to do the small things like start working on my resume, like pick up the phone and call 20 different radio stations and uh, talk my way into getting a on-air audition to then, you know, push myself to work and prepare for the audition to then. And so you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing yourself forward. I would use it to five, four, three, two, one. And instead of pouring a Manhattan turn and walk away and, and grab a seltzer, I would use it to five, four, three, two, one when I would catch myself worrying will this work out will the third restaurant be okay will this happen and 54321 awaken the prefrontal cortex and and anchor myself in a thought that was empowering and what happened is when you become the kind of person that starts taking action and you become the kind of person that no longer gets stopped by the bullshit excuses that normally stopped you in the past you develop the skill of confidence and so you know Anybody that you admire in life, whether it's Oprah Winfrey or Richard Branson or Theo Epstein or, you know, whoever it may be. I mean, he was just named the number one leader in the world by Fortune magazine after his turnarounds at the Red Sox and then in Chicago. All these people that we all admire, they're all doing the exact same thing. You know what they're doing? They have the clarity to hear their inner wisdom and they have the courage to take action on it. Oprah Winfrey does not lie in bed and listen to self-doubt. She also doesn't lie in bed and scroll through her phone looking at everybody's Instagram posts. She listens to her unique inner wisdom that is always talking to her. And then she trusts it and takes action on it. And that is a skill that she has built over time because she has pushed herself to take action. And when you keep doing that, you hear your instinct and you speak up at work. You hear your instincts say, I'd like to meet that person, and you start walking toward them. You hear your instincts say, I want to write a book, and you start to actually push yourself to sit down every day and start writing. You see yourself doing the things that are important to you, and that's how you build confidence in yourself. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No. what about I deal with so many women that are doing too much all the time, you know, that really never stop, like there's always work to be done and never take a break. How can they apply the five-second rule?
3: Well, you know, this is a rule that you use to act on the things that matter to you. So if one of the things that matters to you is that you're too busy and that you're constantly saying yes to things that you mean to say no to, in that moment when There's something that is requested of you, or you find yourself feeling guilty as you read an email, go 54321 and then push yourself to say no. Or push your, if you feel yourself getting sucked into social media, 54321 and then push yourself to get away from the computer. If you are somebody that is constantly racing around with your to-do list and you're super busy, I mean, busy is not the end game. What you want to be able to do is to have the, the, the confidence and the clarity to look at all the things on your plate and say, if I, were, if I were just being asked to do this now, would I sign up for this thing? And if the answer is no, figure out how to get out of it. If you if if you find that you waste your days on things that don't matter to you, figure out how to change that. And you can the moment that you feel yourself griping, the moment that you feel yourself dreading, the moment you feel guilt, 54321 in order to stop being on autopilot. And then take a moment to assess what's really true for you. And then 54321 and act on it.
2: I love when you talk about even stopping negative thoughts in their tracks, using the five-second yes. rule to do that. Can you talk about that a little bit?
3: Sure. So what are what are some of the patterns of thinking that you see your audience struggling with?
2: Well, I think everybody has their own version of the I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not thin enough. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Um, Your inner critic, you know, going crazy.
3: Um then do this. The moment you feel your thoughts drift there, and they drift, right? You know, you'll know, you be sitting at home, and you'll be reading something, and suddenly you're drifting to the fact that you didn't do enough today. Or you're drifting to the fact that you'll never be good enough to write a book like this. That moment that you catch yourself doing it, it's a moment of huge power because you just woke up. Now I want you to lean into that power and go five, four, three, two, one. Whatever thinking pattern that you have that you repeat, it's just a habit. So what I'd like you to do is I would like you to um, interrupt that habit with the five-second rule. And now I want you to come up with a vision. And I'm going to call it an anchor thought. Because what you're going to do is you're going to redirect your thoughts and awaken your prefrontal cortex. And then you're going to anchor yourself down on a thought that actually makes you proud. So think about um, the counterpoint to the thinking pattern that you're trying to break. So for example, if you are constantly criticizing yourself, come up with something that you've either done in your past or something that you would look forward to doing in your future, right? So maybe in the past, uh, in college, you were the head of some club or you're really proud of the fact that you organized your community and got a new playground built. And, you know, the expression of the kids' faces when that opened to the community is something that just warms your heart. Or maybe you have a, uh, a bucket list goal that you on your 50th birthday are going to climb Kilimanjaro or go to Machu Picchu. So I want you to come up with something that would make you feel fulfilled or proud as a vision. Picture it in your mind. Now, every time you catch yourself bashing yourself, Five, four, three, two, one to, ang- to awaken the prefrontal cortex. Then, what I want you to do is I want you to insert that anchor thought. That will then stabilize your thoughts and it will ground you in this vision that makes you feel proud. What you're doing by doing this is number one, you're interrupting the habit. The habit. And I'm going to keep hammering that word because a habit is nothing more than something that you do without thinking. So I can give you an example of a habit. Um, When you pull on your jeans in the morning, you either stick your right leg in first or your left. Right. Right now, you're thinking about which one you do. (laughs) Right for me. Right? Well, when you're putting your jeans on, you're not thinking, oh, stick my right foot in there, then I'll stick my, no. You just pull it. It's behavior that's automated. You can do it without even thinking about it. For those of us that have self doubt, that lack confidence, that have an inner critic, believe it or not, that thinking pattern of criticizing yourself is a habit. You do it when you're not paying attention. You do it without even thinking, believe it or not. Just like you stick your right leg in, Lisa, in your jeans and you don't even think about it. So, what we want to do is we want to catch that automatic behavior, interrupt it, five, four, three, two, one. And then retrain your mind to default somewhere else. That's how I love. It
2: that yes, I love that. Now, in the book, I love when you say, "I don't give a shit how you feel." What
3: do you mean by that? Well, I mean something very specific, and that is that you know, unless you're some sort of Buddhist monk, you can't control the feelings that rise up. You are going to get triggered in your life. You're going to go through your life and you're going to hit traffic and you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to post something on Facebook and somebody's going to comment on it in a way that's passive aggressive. And that's going to make you feel like garbage. You are going to feel nervous. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to encounter jerks. You're going to have setbacks. You can't control some of the stuff that happens and you can't control the feelings that rise up. But you can always control what you think, and what actions you take. So let's use the social media example or the texting example where somebody texts you or something or comments on a social media post and it makes you feel judged or insecure. That feeling will rise up. You now have a choice. You can choose how you think. You can choose how you act. You can comment back and do something really snarky based on how you feel. You can spend the afternoon doubting yourself and second guessing yourself based on how you feel. Or you can five, four, three, two, one, awaken your prefrontal cortex, cut off those feelings, and choose how you're going to respond. The other reason why I say I don't give a shit about how you feel is because it never fails. When it's time to do something that's difficult, when it's time to get yourself out the door into the gym, when it's time to put down the booze, when it's time to stick to the diet, you're not going to feel like it. When it's time to work on your marriage and actually say something constructive to your spouse, you're not going to feel like it. And so I believe with my entire being that waiting to feel ready is a losing proposition. We do things that feel easy in life. We do things that we're forced to do. We do things that, 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 that feel um, fun. But we, none of us like to do things that feel hard. And so if we're confronted and we feel, if, we, if, we have to, if we've decided we're going to get in shape and so you know what you need to do, you need to, you need to eat healthy and you need to exercise. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> but the moment that it comes time to exercise, you're going to stop and, and assess how you feel about doing it. And if you feel tired, you're not going. If you feel dread, you're not going. If you feel fat, you're not going. If you feel like you're not good enough at exercise, you're not going. And so who cares how you feel? Yeah, I never feel like unloading the dishwasher. I still do it. I never feel like
2: folding laundry. I still do it. So we're basically automating. We're turning all those things into habits so that we're not thinking about them. We're just doing them. Yes, Okay. So we're going to go to break right now, but when we come back, I have a whole bunch of topics that people on Facebook wrote in about, and maybe we'll be able to give them a quick tip on how they can use the five-second rule. So stay tuned. I'm here with Mel Robbins. We're talking about the five-second rule, and we will be back shortly.
3: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's Healthy, Happy, and Hip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. are listening to busy stressed and food obsessed to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 feel like sending an email instead send it to lisa at healthy happy, and hip.com now back to busy stressed and food obsessed
2: here again is lisa lutan Hey, it's Lisa. Welcome back. I'm here with Mel Robbins, and we're talking about the five-second rule and how it really can dramatically change your life. So, Mel, I put out a little request on Facebook about where are people stuck in their lives, and I thought I'm going to just mention a person and what they're stuck with, and maybe you could just say, okay, use the five-second rule this way, and we'll see if we can hit a whole bunch of them. So, And some of these you might have mentioned before, but Cheryl said she's stuck with exercise.
3: Okay. So exercise is one of those really annoying places to feel stuck and it's also annoying because the advice is super simple. Exercise only works if you do it. So what you have to do is very simple. Use the 54321 tool to push yourself out the door. Schedule your exercise for when it's going to work for you and when it's time when it comes time to get your ass out the door, don't stop and think about how you feel. 54321 move. Perfect. Dominic said overeating. Overeating, dieting and overeating. uh, Overeating in particular is about impulse control. So if you're overeating, what we know about you is that you are being triggered by your emotions. And so, you know, clearly if you're overeating, that means that you have a plan that you're supposed to be following and you know you're going over it. So the second that you feel yourself wanting to go over the plan, and you're getting emotional, that's your moment. Five, four, three, two, one, walk away from the food. Gabriella
2: is dealing with current politics. Oh, you know, they did
3: a, a study um, about the Boston bombing, actually, where uh, they measured the stress levels of people that were at the actual bombing. At the, at the site, and were witnesses against the stress level of people who had been consuming news about it. And it, I can't remember the exact uh, figures, but six weeks later, the people that were the ones consuming news about it had higher stress levels about wow. the incident than the people that had witnessed it. And the reason why, and I can tell you this because I work in the news business, is that you People pay attention to the news when it's horrible. Right. And, you know, you can complain all you want that there's nothing good on the news, but it's sort of a chicken and an egg thing because ratings go up when the news is bad because people tune in. You can't help yourself. And we live in an extraordinarily toxic and negative uh, environment right now on social media and in the news, and it's not ending. It's only mm-hmm. going to get worse because what we know is that the more that the titles of stories trigger fear, the more likely you're going to read them. So we are living in a state where people at a subconscious level are having their nervous systems triggered. I had it happen to me just the other day where I have, I have removed all the news apps from my phone. I don't ever have the news on in my house. And it is for precisely that reason. I saw a headline by mistake the other day it sort of popped up on one on something on my computer, and it was a headline that I fundamentally disagreed with about the current politics, and I felt my stress level immediate ri- immediately rise. So there are two things that you can do, and you can use the five second rule to force yourself to do them. The first one is five, four, three, two, one. You really have to be mindful about the the media you're consuming. If you have apps that pop-up news headlines, and that stresses you out, get rid of them. Instead, find trusted sources that are long-form, that you then find and carve out time to go read and be more thoughtful about instead of the current environment, which is where you're being interrupted with things that stress you out. The second thing is, is that if you do read a headline, like I did the other day, that really, like, was a zinger, five, four, three, two, one, to awaken your prefrontal cortex and interrupt your habit of having the spotlight effect, which is a cognitive bias, take over and expand the stress that you're feeling about what you just saw. And then go to a thought, like I literally just go and say, um, you know what, there's either going to be an impeachment or a change in administration. It'll all be fine. Um, But that's just my (laughs) personal saying. Um, but you, you know, if you're for this administration and, you know, you see something that is upsetting you, then I doubt it if, if if you're listening to this, but, um, then you're going to just say something like, yeah, this is great. I mean, or, you know, whatever, just find something else that'll anchor you in feeling optimistic because what's getting triggered is stress and upset and contradiction and rage. And that's what you want to cut off.
2: That's amazing advice. I love that. Um, Sally wants to know, she feels she's stuck to her phone and technology, like so many of the rest of us as well. How can she use 54321?
3: Well, she's not stuck. First of all, she's addicted. Yes. There's a big difference. And um, the the phone has been designed, and everything on your phone has been designed by people that understand psychology. They understand game theory. They understand uh, the psychology of addiction, and they are using it to their advantage. Uh, They want you to check your phone all the time because every time you're on your phone, you're making money for somebody else. And what I want you to realize is that um, there's a psychological principle that explains gambling addiction. It's called random rewards. The reason why somebody will sit at a slot machine and keep pulling the lever or they will keep playing blackjack, even after they've had five hands that have been losers, is because there's a part of your brain that if you win once, you start to feel like, well, maybe it could be this next one. Hey, the last five really blew, but this next one could be a winner. So the randomness of seeing something good keeps you going back because you might get another good one. The same is true about email. Most of email kind of blows, but every once in a while there's a great sale at Zappos, so you keep looking at your inbox. You know the same is true with apps. Every once in a while you get something good, so you keep going back. The secret with the phone, and um, is obviously if you find yourself just blowing through twelve or fifteen minutes on it, five, four, three, two, one, put it down and walk away. Um, but for me, what's really changed my mastery over myself. And my ability to control myself around the phone and to curb the addiction to always looking at it is, number one, I never, ever sleep with it. Um, Because if it's within reaching distance, you will, as a habit, reach for it and read it in bed. In fact, there was a study two weeks ago that came out about the fact that 35% of adults are now waking up in the middle of the night and checking email. And that's not based on a survey. That's based on the actual data from the phone itself. And so we've reached a, a level of sickness in terms of the addiction to constantly check it, to look at it, to see it. And so I don't have it anywhere near me in the bedroom. It's, it's charging in a closet. My ringer is on so that if you know there's an emergency, people know, whether it's CNN or my kids, call me. Don't text me in the middle of the night. Call me if you need me. Um, and then I wake up. And I brush my teeth and have, you know, a few minutes of silence. And then I go have some water and a cup of coffee and I plan my day and I have my breakfast. And it's not until I've done all of those things that I ever, ever pick up my phone and look at email or look at texts or look at the news or any of that. I put myself first before I let the world in. And that is a fundamental skill that everybody needs to learn in today's world. And your dreams are not in a text message. They're not in a email. They're not on some website. They're inside your inner wisdom. And if you don't have the ability to get control of the first couple minutes of your morning without letting the world in, you're you're not going to be able to regain control all day. So, you know, for anybody that wants to learn how to say no... Start by teaching yourself how to say no to the phone and carve out some sacred time in the morning to be quiet, to get centered, to become awake and to plan your day before you let the chaos of the world into your mind.
2: You know, I totally 100% agree with that. But I do see, especially for moms and even moms, you know, with older kids, we are so used to being available for our kids at any time. And even this morning, you know, I at six in the morning had a text from my son in San Francisco. It was three in the morning there saying, are you up? I need to talk to you. It's an emergency. Um, His car had been broken into and smashed. And so, you know, as moms, we're so used to thinking, I need to check in immediately. Like right, right when I wake up, anytime, I'm on a walk. So how do we balance that of feeling like we are available, but without getting crazy, like getting that time away from our technology?
3: Well, see, that's just it. Like that's the, that's the you're, you just gave me an example of random rewards. But once every three years, somebody has an emergency, And so if I'm not there the other 1,200 times, then I'm going to miss the one emergency. Train your kids to call you if there's a problem. I realize that they're used to texting. But see, if they want to reach you in the middle of the night or the wee hours of the morning, call you. And I'll tell you that if it were that big of an emergency, he he was waiting for you to wake up. Right. He didn't want to
2: wake me. Right. Exactly.
3: And and even if you had not looked at it and you took your 30 minutes, it still would have been fine. It would have been fine. And so the point here is that if you're checking for an emergency, you're going to stumble into something that now takes priority over your day. And it might not be a text from your kid. It might be the news alert that pops up or it might be some girlfriend that's asking a favor that's not really important to you. But now suddenly you're busy, aren't you? Oh, so, totally. 100%. So, hundred you know, percent. Yeah, so, so this is what I'm talking about is that just like you, every one of us is frustrated with our children because we don't think that they should be on their phones as much and we're worried about how connected they are and we're worried that they sleep with their phones because they feel like they need to be there for our friends. We're doing the exact same thing. So draw the boundaries for yourself, model that behavior, but you got to, you're also modeling it for yourself, because this is about teaching yourself that you come first. It's about learning how to say no to the temptations and the addictions and the, the busyness that we've all gotten suckered into, when truly what's really important are your dreams. What's truly important is your heart and your soul and your inner wisdom and the clarity of mind. So, you know, and honestly, that's why I have a gift for your audience. We, we, um, I feel so strongly about this that we created an online course that we normally sell for almost 100 bucks called the Million Dollar Morning. And I called it the Million Dollar Morning because it is the science-backed morning routine that I use to run a multi, 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 multi-million dollar business and with a remote workforce. And still, I employ mostly working moms, uh, remotely, and still find time for myself, be present with the kids, manage to stay married and, and continue to improve it after 22 years together. And the thing about your morning routine, and, and even if you're not running a business, you follow this routine, you'll wake up and you will feel like a million bucks. Because the most of us, when we think about when, about waking up and being productive and thinking about our day, we ask ourselves, when should I wake up, Right. When should I wake up tomorrow morning? The real powerful question to ask yourself is, how should I wake up tomorrow morning? Because it's in the how you wake up and the science around the how in those first 30 minutes that will either set you up to be the most productive you've ever been or will hand all the power away on your day and you'll find yourself very busy and overwhelmed. So
2: where are we going to find this million dollar morning, Mel? You go to
3: melrobbins.com slash free gift.
2: Well, I'm super excited. Let me know, you guys, who wants to do the Million Dollar Morning with me. I think that might be a really fun challenge. I think I'm going to be posting that in my little coaching group on Facebook. So, Mel, it has been so amazing, such a pleasure having you here today with us. I can't tell you what a inspirational and interesting interview this is. I can't wait to try this out in all areas of my life. So, thank you.
3: My pleasure, and thank you for the uh, the opportunity to share this simple, stupid, and incredibly brilliant tool <laughs> that anybody anywhere can use to create any kind of change and take control of their lives in ways that are big and small.
2: You heard it, everybody. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It has been a great time with you all today. Drop me a note, Healthy, Happy, and Hip, and let me know, did you like the show? Any feedback? What are other topics you'd like to hear about? This is Lisa Lutan. Again, www.healthyhappyandhip.com. Also, come find me on Facebook. It's been a great time with you today, and I will be back next week.
1: We hope you've enjoyed today's episode on busy, stressed, and food-obsessed. Did you get some great ideas from today's show? Join Lisa Lutan again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Have a great week.